Turn our Bibles to the book of Revelation chapter 2. It reads, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, The things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks? And know thy works and thy labor and thy, thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. And has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. But this thou hast, thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And you may be seated. Uh, we are continuing the subject on the seven churches. This we began about three months ago. And we are almost Still at the beginning. And uh, every Sunday since we have uh, people, new people who join us. I always want to give, to go back a little bit and give uh, some background so that they don't get lost. Uh, when Jesus appeared to John on the Isle of Patmos, yes, he was walking in the midst of seven golden candlesticks. And he was having seven stars in his right hand. And then he told him, whatever you see, whatever you hear, write and send to the seven Churches. And he told him the seven stars in my right hand. They are the seven angels to the seven churches. 
And uh, seven uh, candlesticks. They are the seven churches which are in Asia. Amen. Mena. There were seven churches in that area at that time. And those churches, why God selected them, they had characteristics that depicted his church through the seven ages. God in his plan and mind, he had that there will be seven, or his church will go through seven Ages. Seven junctions or seven dispensations. Uh, from when it began to when it will come. Okay. To when he will come. And then he chose seven churches that were there little at that time who had characteristics. Like each church in each age would be. Then he sent a message that he would send to each age to those particular seven churches. Amen. Amen. Now, the seven uh, stars in his right hand as it told John that they are the angels to the seven churches. What does the angel mean? The angel means a messenger. For there is no any particular time that God ever sends an angel to stand in the pulpit to preach to his people. God is choice has always been men. So Jesus meant I'll send seven men for seven church ages that will reflect my light and my will to the church of that particular when God was dealing with Israel in the Old Testament there would be a prophet who would send in a particular age. And he would speak through that prophet. Even before he raises another prophet, that prophet's message would be remain influencing Israel. Then at a certain time, when people have forgotten the Lord, when the fire has died down, he sends another prophet. He would not send two major prophets at the same time. He sent one at a time for a particular age. Now he's showing to us 
That he has the same plan for the New Testament. He would be sending stars. And that star for that particular age is an angel. And the angel is a messenger. Meaning in every age. There would be a major messenger. That God sends to the whole world. And his message. Would be the light. For the elect of that age. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. To me, this is a great mystery. It's one of the greatest mysteries of the Bible. He did not send Pope. He did not send bishops. He sends an angel, a messenger. Amen. He does not send a theologian. He sends someone who reflects his life. Because stars shine at night. When the sun is gone, when the sun goes down, it is an angle where the world cannot see. But stars are in another angle where they can access the sun. And then they reflect their his light, the sun is light to the earth. So the 2000 years would be years of the absence of Jesus. He has ascended. He's no longer on earth. But he has messengers who are in close contact with him. His life and, and reflect it upon the earth. You say, What about we preachers and we ministers? Yes, we have our part. The true ministers in every age they are the ones who pick their light from the star. Or from the angel or from the messenger of that age. You cannot represent Jesus rightly than to get light from his star. Amen. That means. God in every age has that major star and then when that star brings the light it gets to the fivefold ministry. Men that are faithfully taught from that 
messenger. Amen. And then those men, as they pick their light, their revelation, their idea, their understanding from that messenger, they take it to the world. And Hallelujah. Mena. The messengers that are, uh, that, are, that are known, though people don't understand them as messengers, that I can use here, for example, would be Paul. Paul was the angel, or was the star, or was the messenger for that age. Then there are others who followed. Then uh, the fifth angel or the fifth star was Martin Luther. For those of you, I'm speaking this for those who are new to the message. Uh, Martin Luther, in the time when the church was lost in darkness, uh, after 1,000 years of dark ages, he comes with a message of justification. Then he calls the church out of Catholicism. And then uh, reformation starts. Now, the people, the ministers who uh, preached the gospel in that time, the true ministers, they picked their light from Luther. That's the example I can give you. They preached from Luther. Otherwise, otherwise, they would not know what to say. But they took the example from Luther. They got the understanding from Luther. Luther was their spiritual father. Then another messenger there who was wrestling in another age. Then this our age has also a messenger has the star he has that uh, shines the angel that shines for us in this day if you don't know the messenger of your age you can never have the true faith amen that's the reason why we have a lot of confusion in this uh, in this age as uh, ministers who have failed to know who is the true messenger to look to to give them the actual meaning of the scriptures. Amen. And because that is God's program, when you miss it, you miss God. Amen. So I just wanted to give that uh, little background. To continue with uh, where we left it uh, last Sunday. But I think last Wednesday. But still I will 
I will repeat a bit of what we shared. Now we said uh, that Brother Brams was saying that the key, the key stone was that was given to him of the Lord to be able to know the messenger of each and every each church and which church represented God when did it begin and where did it end in a particular age in these 2000 years he said that key is the most scriptural one. That key is the understanding that God never changes. His word never changes and his works never change. By the scripture that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday done forever. Also his word is the same yesterday done forever. Also his works are the same yesterday done forever. Then the other scripture is in Ecclesiastes 3.14. That scripture says, I know that whatsoever God does shall remain forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken away from it. That which is has already been and that which is to be has already been and God requires that which is past. Amen. Now, apply those two scriptures to this topic. We want to know which is the true church in this time. Which was the true church, say, in... Um, 600 years. 600 A.D. Which was the true church. Which was the true church in 1500 A.D. Who was the true who was the messenger? Who was the true minister? Of the, true, the angel for that church. Who did God? Who, who did God speak through? To bring people to you know God. Never gives people just a collective uh, revelation. He sends women. He gives his word through him. He casts his light through him. And through that one, other speak it, other speak it, other speak it. Through that one, Wahire picks it. Shines it in a rubbish. Gideon picks it. Shines it here. 
another man over there but they pick it from a particular man that is a particular messenger that is the star in the hand of God Amen you see there at one time there was one Moses another time there was Elijah another time there was Noah Another time it was Paul. And then he asked the people of his day. Has the word of God come unto you? Or came unto you only? When he asks, has the word of God come unto you? What would be the right answer? The answer would be no. To whom did he come? To you, Paul. Is the word of God had come to him to give it to them? Because Paul was the star, the angel, the messenger. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So how do we know this was the angel? This was the church. We can use this same key to know which is the true church in every age. When this is the key, God never changes. His word don't change. And his works don't change. Hallelujah. Mena. Then you can go to the original. You get the first work of God. Then you will use that first work to judge all other work. To detect the true work. You get the original church. You use it to measure all other churches. The one you see closest to the original is the true one. So when Jesus said upon this rock will I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Did he build that church? Yes. When did he build it? On the door pentacle. That's when the church was born. So that that is his firstborn among many churches. And remember what God does shall remain forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken away from it. And God requires that which is past. So if you want to know whether the Catholic Church is the true church, the Anglican, the Pentecostal, the Adventist, the Baptist, get it. Measure it, compare it with the first church. Look at what they teach. 
Compare it with what those ones taught. Amen. Look at the atmosphere. In their midst. Compare it with the original church. Look at the working of the spirit. In their midst. Compare it with their own. This morning on radio. I was preaching a subject I called. Uh, uh, principles of the Passover in Egypt for the angel to pass over them the death angel because the death angel was to enter to visit every house and every firstborn was going to die among beasts, among human beings. So he told his people, this is what you must do for me to pass over you. He said you take a lamb. You slay that lamb. You're going to eat that lamb. The whole of it. If the house is small for a lamb, you'll invite your neighbors. You, you, you combine two houses, two homes into one house. Slay that lamb. Get the blood from the lamb. Smite the post of the door. And then you eat that lamb. You eat the whole of it. You don't spare no part. Head, hooves, intestines, all of it. You eat eat it with uh, unleavened bread. What is unleavened bread? It's a word, the word of the gospel without any strange idea. Pure. So I started asking the Catholics where did you get purgatory? That is living. It is not in the Bible. And many ones and many ones. Two. You must not eat it raw. You must eat it roasted. You must not eat it not eat it raw. You must not eat it uh, cooked. Not toko toko with a lot of soup. No. It must be not raw and it must be roasted. Then I said the true church is not a cold church. Not raw. Not raw. Where they ain't in church and they just do ceremonies. 
traditions called and formal on the Pentecost that church was not called it was not formal it was on fire even you message church you must know that you must be on fire the word must be preached under fire it must be eaten on fire on fire the service should be fiery the worship should be fiery the preaching must be fiery Glory to God. You see, Brother Brown said, is the atmosphere that matters. He said, get get eggs. Chicken eggs. If they are fertilized, if you, you know, tied a puppy over them. For reasonable hours. Release it, come back. Like a, like a hand does. 21 days. Those eggs will hatch out chicks. Amen. Made. Once they are laid fertilized, not necessarily a mother. Mother does not add anything. But to give them the right atmosphere. That's why today science has invented incubators. To give them an average atmosphere as would be given by mother. So the world, the church today, yes, we have received the seed, the word of God. It has eternal life in it. It has power to give us victory over sin. It has all that we need. What matters now is to lay it in the right atmosphere. That's why you can have the word, yes. But you find yourself lacking the power to resist sin. Yet that word that you have has power to overcome sin. Why are you giving you power to overcome it? Amen. Amen. It's lacking the atmosphere to release the power that is in it. The Bible says if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, that means when Jesus was dead, called Steve, 
in the grave. The spirit of God came on him. And he quickened every bit of him. And the quickening power restored his body back. So if the spirit lives in you If that Holy Ghost comes on you When that Holy Ghost is in the church You quicken the word that you have in you On the door Pentecost The 120 They had the word Jesus told them You have been made clean already now By the word that you have received The word was in them Peter had the word Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you But my father was in heaven He had the divine revelation of the word But he denied Jesus under fear the word lacked the power yes the power was there but it lacked the atmosphere to release the power that is in the world hallelujah a seed an ordinary seed for it to germinate those of you who have studied biology there are things it needs for it to germinate one of them is light the other is warmth the other is moisture means if you bury it in a cold condition it will not release the potential that are in it. That means the word being the seed if you bury it in a cold atmosphere it will not release what is there. I think that's the problem with our message churches today. It must not be eaten raw. Not cook, not sodden. Don't put in soup. The word of God must not have soup. This gospel you are seeing in the many churches around. You are going to America. You are going to get a visa. You are going to Marama. Who is very rich. Who has a bigger kid in Kampala. Who drives a... Lecture. Then you are going to marry a wonderful a, a woman. You are going to marry a wonderful man. You are going to do this. You are getting from one level to another. So a seed 
So a seed for that miracle. The bigger the seed, the bigger the miracle. How many want a, a, a big miracle? For a one million seed. Make your life here. Now that is that is not a gospel. That is the soup. Your pudding is just so. You are putting soup. You are boiling the meat. Paul said, What shall separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus? Tribulation, famine. Persecution, hunger, nothing present, nothing in future shall separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Those men, they were fed to lions. They were sown asunder. They were persecuted. They were rejected. Whom the world was not worthy. We know because we are God's children. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the rest shall be added unto you. Those are additionals. Yes, God gives. God gives, God gives car, God gives wife, God gives a husband. God does that. He knows, he knows you need it. But he says, first seek the kingdom. The main thing is the kingdom. The main thing is eternal life. And how do you get that eternal life? How do you get it? Repent. Turn away from your sins. Turn away from your creeds. Turn away from false doctrines. Be baptized. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. That gift of the Holy Ghost is the gift of eternal life. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. So you must not, you must eat it not sudden. Kakati and go ino kujiyanga sin tokose, totokosa, tofumba. Don't boil it. Jirida kore nemvezi kawa. Eat it with bitter herbs. The gospel has to be preached the way it was preached before. On the day Pentecost it was preached. And it was hot. It was hot. The Bible says. The men who listened to the gospel. They were pricked in their hearts. 
Peter calls for the altar call. They shouted. Men and brethren. What shall we do? We are well unto us. Amen. Amen. Zitusanze. Wawa to us. Where should we run for? What should we do now to be saved? To escape the judgment of God. And Peter told them repent. That is the gospel. It is hot. It's, you have to eat it with the bitter herbs. Hallelujah. Amen. It must have bitter herbs and it must be hot. People were people are not supposed to come to Jesus because he has promised them to go to America. Church in America. What is in America? Only sodomizing. Only becoming corruption. Only becoming only corruption. America. Let me tell you from the bottom of my heart. If you give me a very good house in America. And a very good farm in America. And you tell me that I leave Uganda and I go to America. I don't want. I'll not go. What's wrong with Uganda? Why should I go to America? What's wrong with here? This is the best place to live. One sister in Canada sent me a message last night. She told me that she's so disturbed. She feels uh, if there is a way God can make a way and she comes out of that place. She said the Ministry of Education in their place withdrew the, there's a type of card. I don't know how... I don't remember what you call it. But what I realized, that card helps the parent to follow the syllabus of what they are teaching. But now it has been stopped. Why? Because they want to teach children how it is their right to be homosexuals. And no parents should question what. It's a rotten place and God is judgment. And when you hear preacher preaching, you are going to America. Tell me you are going to heaven. Don't tell me you're going to America. That is not a gospel to bring anybody to Christ. You cannot come to Christ because of a visa. Not because of marriage. Not because of a car. The things are very cheap. Certain worshippers have them and more. But they don't have the joy that I have. They don't have the peace that I have. They don't have eternal life that I have. Amen. Amen. So the apostles never preach that kind of a gospel. So I told them also 
I'm, I'm testifying of what I preach on radio. You must eat every part of a lamb. You cannot say, I have no appetite for the hoops. No appetite for the head. No appetite for the intestine. And, and the tail is very fat. I don't, I fear eating fat. I don't like fat. If the death angel is to pass over you, he must look into that house and he sees that you are eating every part of the lamb. I told them the lamb is Jesus. And Jesus is the word. How do we eat the word? How do we eat Jesus? We eat him by eating the whole Bible. I told him, here is a part that many of you don't have appetite for. Many of you Pentecostal churches. The Bible says Let your women adorn themselves In modest apparel But you are telling them God doesn't look at the way you dress He looks at the heart I told them What you do with your body Is, is by what is in the heart it is a it is a, a rotten heart that takes a woman to buy clothes and she buys a mini skirt and buys a trouser then I referred to the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 5. And, and I continued. Let your women keep silence in the churches. For it's not permitted unto them to speak. Not to accept authority of the man. That is part of the land. Whether you like it or not, whether you have appetite for it, you must eat it for the end, death angel to pass over you. And that is the truth of the matter. Hallelujah! Do you want a house where the death angel will pass over? You come to the message of the hour. And eat the whole of it. So, they were to eat the whole, I mean, if the true church, we measure it with the first one. We look at what you teach in this aspect, in that aspect, in that aspect. How do you get water baptism? 
How do you get Holy Ghost baptism? We compare with the other ones. What is the atmosphere in the church? We compare with the other ones. We look at the ministry. The other church ministry was the ministry of signs, wonders, and miracles. Yes, supernatural. Then we try, we compare. If it does not compare, we say it wasn't so from the beginning. Then we look at if when we are looking for the preacher, for the messenger, for the angel, we get ministry. All the major ministers of the age. In this age, we shall get Osborne. Marie Soruro. Bonky. Roberts. Billy Graham. William Marion Branham. And all those, there are many. Then compare them with the first, first messenger. Who is the first messenger? Paul. Compare them with Paul. Oh, hallelujah. And see who measures with him. Brethren, if the preachers of this day were honest, and sincere they will recognize William Branham as the messenger of this age I have videos of Ben Hinn he says God used William Branham in such a way that he Ben Hinn sits in his sitting room, watches him the way God uses him and he trembles. Telling people details. He said, I mean details. Of, of things in their lives. Their names. Their addresses. And never missed. He said, I tremble. I have it here in my phone. I have a video of uh, Osborne. He said he, he saw Jesus is it four times or three times. He said the first time he saw him was William Branham. He said William Branham was Jesus for to him, to, to Osborne. William Branham was Jesus. William Branham was Osborne. A video, leave alone a writing or a testimony written. No. A video when, he, when he's being interviewed and he's answering. 
And many other preachers. They regard him as their spiritual father. In this age. But only in the area of miracles. And the prophetic. But they don't know the word of God comes to the prophet. But now look at him in the doctrine. You saw me any fault with his doctrine. By the way, I'm glad to be in a church. To be in a preacher. I mean to be a preacher. Where you can look at the whole Bible you look at the whole of the New Testament find one verse that we have not observed that we are not doing we are not performing we are not believing it's not there let any preacher make that challenge is it an Anglican? So many places in the Bible they are put discarded. Is it a Pentecostal? They allow their women to preach. The Bible says in a, so many verses for them not to. The Bible tells their women not to not to worship God with uncovered heads. And Bible, the Bible says the covering that was given to them is their hair. The whole of that scripture they have torn out. They have picked it out. The dressing. Oh, that's why, brother, James Wahiri was saying that. I, to me, that was a great testimony. You mean a sister can become a signpost? To lead one to church. She looks different from other women. She's adorned in the world. You can look at her. You see, we don't wear a uniform. No. Not badges. Not collar. Not But we dress according to the word. Let them let them dress themselves in modest apparel. In this perverse and uh, lost generation to find a woman who is dressed decently. You know this is a Christian. And who is a true Christian? Is a True is a true Morocco, not just a Morocco, but a true Morocco. That is a Christian. Amen. And this is that time. There is another person who had come to Uganda as a, as a delegate of their country. And 
and, uh, and he was putting in Serena and now it is uh, Saturday She's wonder, he's wondering where to go to church on Sunday. And as he's entering the hotel, he sees a, a worker there, a staff there, who looks the word. Said, This cannot be anything but a believer. He approaches her, sister. I'm a believer of the message of the hour. I'm looking for a place where to go to church tomorrow. I don't know where to go. This is a strange city. But you look like one of them. And she said, yes, I'm one of them. Brought her to church. And every time a pastor was traveling from Rwanda to Uganda, he meets a sister in the bus, a whole bus. He looks at her hair, her dressing. This cannot be nothing but a believer. He approaches her sister. Excuse me if I'm mistaken, but you look like a believer. She says, yes. Oh, to me that's a great testimony. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. To me that is book of Acts. Because when the believers reached Antioch, the people looked at them and they saw they looked like Jesus. They saw the atmosphere of Jesus on them. The decency, the righteousness, the way they speak, the way they behave, the anointing on them. Ah, you, guys, you, are, you are Christians. You are, you are his people. You look him that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Paul founded the church at Ephesus about the middle of the first century. This name, this enables us to set the date on the of the beginning of the Ephesian church age about 53 AD. His man of ministering set the pattern that all the future messengers were to aspire to. And actually sets the pattern for, the, for every true minister of God. Though he would not attain to such height in the prophetic realm as did Paul. Paul's ministry had a threefold quality and was as follows. Now, this is uh, the, the plumb line for every messenger, for every minister. First of all, Paul was absolutely true to the word. 
true he never deviated from it no matter what the cost Galatians 1, 8 to 9. But though we know an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you that which we have preached unto you, As we said before, so say I again. Preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be a car. Galatians 2 11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the first because he was to be blamed. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, if thou be if thou being a Jew livest after the manner of Gentiles and not after the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentile to live as do the Jews? What? Why? Paul preached the true gospel and he demanded it from people to live it. That's a true preacher. For no cost can he deviate, can he sell, can he, can he swap the gospel for any other thing? Not for fame. Not for friendship. Not for riches. That is Paul. He preach it no matter popular or no popular. He's ready to rebuke any man who is going contrary. Whether you are Paul, you are Paul. Sorry, sorry. Whether you are Peter with the keys. You know, Peter was a very prominent man among the apostles. Peter Very prominent. He's one of the three that Jesus chose to take to the Mount Transfiguration. Then Jesus comes looking for him and says, Peter, do you love me more than the, these others? He said, you know that my Lord. He said, keep my sheep, keep my lambs. And then he tells him, uh, you know, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Peter was special and prominent. For you to defer with Peter, you are risking your reputation. You are putting your ministry at risk. But Paul did not look at that. He rebuked Peter. When he saw that he is going contrary to the true gospel. That was Paul. A true preacher. Will respect nothing but the gospel. 
He will preach it the way it is and demand it from people. It must be followed, it must be observed no matter the cost. If it means people living and it remains with the preaching to the pillars of the church, he will do that. Whether it puts him to such a condition where he lacks even what to eat, he will say, I'll eat sawdust and drink branch water with it, but not to compromise. He will not mind whether he eats chicken or chicken feathers. But if it means for him to eat chicken feathers because of the gospel, he will not compromise. I'd rather find someone that is in error because he thinks it is truth than to find someone who compromises truth because of fitting in or which you can call popularity or because of gains. Paul was not like that. He was true to the word. Secondly, his ministry was in the Power of the Spirit. Thereby demonstrating the spoken and the written word. First Corinthians 2, 1 to 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellence of speech of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. That your faith should not stand in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Acts 14, 8-10, he said, There are several certain men are least important in his feet, being a creeper from his mother's womb who <inaudible> never walked to the same hour for speak, who said first beholding him and perceiving that he had failed to be healed, said with a loud voice, Turn upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. <inaudible> 
kuba kupaka kule kuminebiri waluo musaji yali yazali wanga muremo kuba murubutoro wa mama we ne paulo boyali ayogerebi gambo bino musaji onamutuna pet paulo namulaba nga aino kukiriza okokuonye sebwa namuganti gorokoka kubigerebyo otambule Acts 29 to 12 here Paul raises the dead. Yeah, Acts 28, 7 to 9, Paul healed people by the power of God. Uh, of, uh, of, of fevers and then people. It says it's a, it says it's a public sick of a fever and uh, of a bloody flux. Then, then he healed him and so when it was done, uh, so when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Second Corinthians 12, 12, he says, truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all persons, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Amen. So every true minister and every true messenger shall be measured to that. Hallelujah! We want Paul. Nothing less, nothing more. Amen! We want to check and see that in your ministry their testimonies deliverances. On Sunday, I challenged my ministry here. I said, How many are here who have been healed of diseases and sicknesses? Then I said, How many have been healed of diseases that are incurable? People raised their hands. I may not have testimonies that are to the level of Paul's ministry. But here is uh, an evidence that there is uh, the power of God working. Because to me the power that heals the cancer and the power that raises the dead is the same power. And I believe the power that heals headache can heal Cancer. It depends on the faith now, the level of faith. To operate that same power. So I believe every ministry, the true ministry, will be will measure with that. Brother Bram said every true minister. Now. That is uh, uh, the second quality. The power of the spirit. The first quality was true to the word. The third, thirdly, he had the evident fruit of his God-given ministry. Hello, amen. Amen. 
Mena. Evident fruit. Echibala echikakasa. Obwerezo wamu webwa katonda. But second Corinthians 12 one says I become a fool in glory. Ye have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you, for in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles. In nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles. Though I be nothing. What they see First Corinthians 9 to say, if I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless um, I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. The fruits of his ministry. If I be not a minister, remember where I found you. You were worshipping stones and, and rivers and trees and idols. And now look where you are. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Living the life of Christ. Bearing the fruits of Jesus Christ. So if others say I'm not an apostle to you. You know I am because I the fruits you bear. Him as a result of my ministry. In others, if any man claims I'm an evangelist, I'm, an, I'm a pastor, Amakuru I'm an apostle. Who has refused you? You are free to claim whatever you want to claim. But after you have practiced and operated what you claim to be, let there be fruits to show that you are. How do you call yourself an evangelist? And you've never won a soul to the Lord. How do you call yourself an apostle and your very church is contrary and confusion and out of order? How do you call yourself a pastor? And your flock is uh, just in like sheep without a shepherd. They are too nervous and weak like they never. There are some sheep in a spirit. In a spirit they are walking. They knees are knocking and they are even they are suffering from from worms. They have not been dewormed for the last two so many years. If you shout Amen near them, they get very nervous. They dress worldly, they look worldly. They can't testify. They have no victory. 
Amen. Amen. You see, a pastor is a feeder of the flock. And if you're a pastor, if one is a pastor, then the fruits should show. If you're an evangelist, the fruits should show. If you're a prophet, fruits should show. Personally, I believe in prophets. Some people say there is no more prophet. I am not talking of a word prophet. I am not talking about a messenger. But I am talking about a prophet like Agabus. Paul was there. He was the prophet messenger. But there were Agabas and other prophets. The Bible says and there are prophets who came from Jerusalem and Antioch. And then among them Agabas stood and Mm. That was the early church. And we received the message of restoration. I need someone to tell me whether when I go to Jerusalem I'll be bound. Brother Wahira will need someone to tell him what will happen when he goes back. Brethren would have needed someone to tell them, Brethren, you are going to Kampala, but this will happen to you. You will meet an accident, but don't fear. I'll be with you and I will save your life. No life will be lost. That, that is not a word prophet messenger, no. So he's looking for a prophet to tell him where the camels of his father are. Kakati Saulo Yaliana William Branham will not come here to tell you what, uh, where your child is lost. William Branham your child that is lost is in a certain place. No. You need a present man or woman with a prophetic anointing to, who can see vision, who can hear voices and those visions come to pass and those voices come to pass to tell you what is happening. That is the spirit of God in operation. Jesus Christ the same yesterday done forever. Amen. Amen. So if we are a prophet, prophesy, and we see how it's coming to pass all the time. Not you vindicating yourself and calling yourself a prophet. 
Not this kind of prophets. Ah, there is a lady there. You have some pain in your right side. Right side. I'm going to pray for you. And then in prison, it has left. I visited some church recently. I visited some church recently of a prophet of that kind. He claims to have come in the message, but uh, he's, uh, he's between message and Pentecost. And he claims to be a prophet. So he did exactly that. There is a woman here. Let us pray. And then it's, it's a, it has gone. He didn't even, he didn't even ask someone to raise who has had that problem. Because, because, he, because he fears he might get ashamed. There is a woman here with a cyst in your breast. And you know, doctors say that those, those cysts are very common among women. So you gather a group of 400, 300, you can have a lot of Then he say, raise your hand. And when, they say, when they say, raise your hand, 10 will raise. Come to be prayed for 10 come. He will never tell us who in particular God has shown him. You did not say women, you said a woman. And now they have come 10. Who of the 10? Justice sorcerers and astrologers and, and just wise men. Psychologists. No wonder King Nebuchadnezzar told them this time no playing around and no guessing. No psychology will work. You've got to tell me what I dreamt and the meaning of it. Amen. So Paul had evident fruits. Amen. Let us stop here because of time. In the second service, we shall start here. Oh, hallelujah. Chitibwa. Hallelujah for the blood that redeemed us. Hallelujah. We sing it on and on. Hallelujah. For the blood, for the precious Son of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. For the blood that redeemed us. Hallelujah. 
the church today. Call him on the scene. He will come and save you. He will come and save you. Oh, yes, he
Heavenly Father, thank you. We, we love you. We bless your name. We glorify your name. We long, we desire that you walk with us every moment. Every day, that your presence will never leave us. Meet every desire of your children here. Lord, everybody that has pain, lady or sickness, let it be healed. Let every need in the life in our lives. Be it financial, be it whatever kind of a need, Lord. Be it salvation, may you minister to each and every one that is here this afternoon. May you grant it, Lord Jesus. Thank you for giving us a wonderful service with your praises, with our brothers and sisters from different various places. Sharing testimonies and sharing blessings of your goodness. Thank you, Father. I commit them in your hands, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 You're dismissed.